Yo, Spades Gang, what's happening? It's your boy BK, welcoming you to another episode of the BK Spades Show. Thanks for joining us today. And on the show, we have the co-host today, for today, J.B. Smith from J.B. versus the World. What's going on, J.B.? What's going on? What's going on, y'all? Jay Boogie with a hoodie back in the building. You round four ish. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking <laughs> of round four, yeah, the crossover crew round four is coming next month, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, next month. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be next month on the Friday. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Get my revenge on on Ace McFly. Yeah, man, Ace, we, Ace McFly, we owe you one, man. You ain't, Went back. Belt, we're bringing it back home to me, because it's my show. To me? No, no, no. You gonna Cody, you gonna Cody Rhodes me? <laughs> That's right. Ain't nobody winning <laughs> but me. I'm, I'm rigging this thing like a Democrat. Shouldn't have said that, that was kind of that. Okay, Brian, okay, Brian Kill. <laughs> I wrote the damn episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been having technical difficulties, and um, it's been a long day. So hopefully this episode works out very well, and all the audio is clear, and you have no issues listening to us today. But first of all, man, how are y'all doing out here? Space game, cause I know we all quarantined and chilling, but man, I know it's been rough for a lot of y'all. So me and JB figure we'll get together, talk some nerd stuff, and uh, just talk about what we've been up to doing this whole quarantine and chill. So JB, man, we're gonna kick this thing right on off. Oh, well, first of all, it's been trash. Cold trash. You know what I'm saying? Stuck in the house. Stuck with the food that's available. A little rationing. Because you don't know what's going to happen sooner or later. Right. Um, you know what I'm the job been been pushing and pulling. Like, maybe we, maybe we will, maybe we won't. And, you know, you know, just, just Stagnant energy. That's what it kind of feels like. You're like stagnant energy flowing up, like flowing around. This is true, man. It took us a little minute to even get this started today, man. I like, whew. I, hang tight. All right, gang. It's going to be a while. But I, I promise you, we'll all get through this together if we just stay in the house for a while and cooperate with the government. Not a Trump person that says about it. Say what? Now, if Trump has anything to say about it. Yo, listen, I know we're not really a political show, and I'm not trying to be at all, even though we do have, like, political jokes. I just had one. But when I heard he was talking about reopening the government, I was like, no, it is not the time for these politics and for you to go back. Like, you've been doing decent. Just stay the course. Don't don't go backwards. If you reopen the country for them, man, we are going to be in some deep trouble. Like, he's talking about America's ready to go back to work, and it's like, 
You're just trying to help. You're trying to just trying to help the stock market right now for your own cause. Right. And we just we just need to stay the course right now. That's that's the focus that needs to be right this second. Yeah, like every other country, stayed the course. Like nobody was trying to go back. And I'm sure there was opposition at first, but the results are, are clear in other places. We as Americans, I know we feel like things we we're, we're kind of entitled at, at times. Those are just facts. We're like, there's no way I'm finna chill in the house when there's all this stuff to do. It's spring break, the beach is deep. People don't follow, don't follow those people. Just stay at home. It costs nothing to stay at home. And you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the people around you. You're doing it for the people who could potentially be at risk that you don't know. Facts. It's just, and it, it really does cost nothing to be considerate. You're right about that, man. But we have a lack of compassion and, and apathy here. And we have apathy here. And we're going to do what we're going to do. And hopefully, things don't get things don't ask they're okay things are going to escalate from here just just hope let's just hope you stay at home and help kind of soften the blow a little bit yeah i mean, I mean my coach had an old saying when i was playing football do it right do it light do it wrong do it long in other words you do it right the first time get it done the most efficiently the first time you ain't got to do it that long but you do it wrong you get to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and keep wasting time that's how you could be doing other things that you could be spending moving on I don't want to dwell on this too long because man it's kind of depressing (laughs) and this is not what this show is about this show Today is about other random stuff that we are doing while we are quarantined, not exactly the quarantine itself. So, starting this thing off, let's talk about some movies, man. What is your favorite movie that's not perfect? What is the one movie you love that is not perfect at all? Man, you done hit me with a with a doozy off that. You stay doing that. Good, good. Um, <laughs> I would have to say Avengers Infinity War. Ah, coming out with the current. Okay. Yeah. Why? I mean, you didn't give me time to think. You know how I like do the research and stuff. <laughs> but off the top of my head, Improbably yeah, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. So, for those of you who are subscribed to my YouTube channel, Shameless Plug. It's fine. JV versus the world on YouTube. Shameless Plug. Um, I spoke about my love of images and Infinity War and how imperfect it is. How perfectly imperfect it is. Like, especially with how they did handle Thor, who in the previous movie, which takes place right before this movie gets started, they spent the whole movie telling us how Thor doesn't need a weapon. Uh, Thor lost his eye. It's kind of like it to be like a, a physical reflection of his father. Um, 
and basically just getting over his rage issues and just learning just how to just deal with cope to do the right thing and he spent the whole movie undoing all of it okay these are facts but in in the movie makers corner on this one I am in the comic book the same thing happens Thor loses his hammer to Jane Foster spoiler alert sorry and then he gets another weapon even though throughout the years in the comic book they always told us that Thor didn't need a weapon which is true but he spent maybe 4% of his entire career without his weapon (laughs) you know what I'm saying and then they gave him an axe a random axe right after that after he lost it they gave him right back I mean, Yarnboard was cool, but him losing Mjolnir to, to Jane was more of a, a depression thing than it got blown to bits. Then. <laughs> like, true. true. Well, like, uh, but I like mean, Fury told him what he told him, and he just lost his worthiness. And yeah, he just was in a funk after that. Right. As opposed to just, as opposed to just, you know, my sister just got back from hell. First things first, let me blow up this hammer that dad gave you. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, what in the comic book, what Fury told him was Gore was Gore was right, which is Gore the God Butcher. And I'm not gonna say anything else about that. You should go read that comic. Yeah, you should go read right. Yeah, we'll, you should go read that. But just know it was something that small to impact such a large character it was almost uh, like his kryptonite in regards to Thor and Superman I guess so it really shook him it did man it shook his whole personality all his core all that so uh, my favorite movie is that I'm using that's not perfect it's Hercules Disney Hercules that Perfect. That's preference this thing. Every Hercules movie you've probably ever seen has not been perfect. So this Disney one is no exception. I don't know what it is about Hercules, but it and the Greek guys in general, they always have an issue with adapting them well. It's like they give them too much humor or they give him too much uh moodiness. I don't know. It's not a perfect Hercules movie. That's all I'm saying. But as far as Disney Hercules go, there was a whole lot of pacing issues and a whole lot of uh, jokes on product placement. It's a Disney movie, but it's right. Uh, the creators really didn't want to do it. Honestly, I mean, you could tell they had a passion for it, but they didn't really like pour everything into it, like say a Lion King or a Little Mermaid or something like that so there's also that I mean they had other projects lined up that they wanted to do and Disney was like do this one last one for me and then you'll get your shot at doing your your movie I can't remember what movie they really wanted to do I think it was Atlantis so kind of like George Clooney and Batman and Robin that that doesn't exist yeah yeah pretty much like this like hey scratch my back and we'll finally let you have your moment so basically 
Don't get, it was a whole bunch of great stuff, and I'm not do, I'm not going to defend the movie because that's not the question. The question was, that's not perfect, and it's Hercules, and because of all the stuff I already said. Have you heard like the whole story of Hera? I, I'm off subject, but yo, if I was her, I would be mad as this all the time. We want to talk about dysfunctional relationships and stories and comics. Hera Zeus is by far the worst. I mean, whew, man, Zeus and his many, many, many children, his many, many, many transgressions, he basically was like, you gon' be my girl. And she rejected him for like millennia. And he was like, nah, today I'm tired of fighting, basically. Look, just go back and Go find the stories, man. That crap is crazy. It's crazy. I said, oh, are you going to be my girl? I mean, and she said no several times. I mean, <laughs> she did. Thousands of years of no, and then all of a sudden, he finally forced you. Because he forced her. Let's just be real. He didn't love her, but he forced her to be with him. Yeah, uh, he used the cloud of chasing out the titans doing away with the titans as clout to make that happen so so wrong man so wrong mm. alright man let's switch gears let's talk anime me personally I've been watching uh, Gundam the Thunderbolt movies show uh, oh man those are those are deep yeah I don't know if I like some of the music choices I mean I like I love jazz but I was gonna say. I don't like their song selections. Is it like metal? Like, are you still. Like, are you in the first part of Thunderbolt or are you on part two? Uh, I watch both. Oh, you watch both? Okay. So you already know. No way. What am I already knowing? Well, you know, the Psycho Zaku and. Psycho Jogu and Atlas Gundam and Thunderbolt Gundam, how hard they went. Yeah, um, man, the end of the first part was kind of awesome. It, it reminds me a lot of Amuro and Shar, actually. Yeah. Which, and kind of the roles reverse because I, I love everything about uh, the Gundam franchise, especially uh, the UC storylines. I feel like those are some of the better stories. Politically deep. It's, it's like just enough. Armor is still my favorite pilot. Uh, that's probably never going to change. But other than that, man, it was a good series, though. It was a good series. A Thunderbolt pilot, I forget his name escapes me. But he was a dick. But he was kind of troubled, and it kind of explains the dickery on his part. Like we could talk Amaro and favorite Gundam pilots all day. I know he gets a bad rap, but I ride with Badajar, Badajar Links from Unicorn. Oh, I kind of love you. It was so dope when he showed up in the uh, the other movie. Yeah, narrative. Yeah, that was dope. Because I knew it was him. I was like, oh, yeah. snap. It's Badajar. It was the beam battle of the boy. I mean, he was only in there for what, what? 10 minutes? If that. Not even. Not even. <laughs> now, 
he gave like, he gave dude a speech and he took <laughs> off. I wanna uh I need more of him, man. I think it's more Absolutely. I wanna see what happens with him and Minerva. Yeah, they did kind of split ways, didn't they? No, they were together. But she he wasn't with her at the end. Yeah. Was he? At the end of narrative? No. Not physically, not physically, but yeah, they're on the same. Yeah, they're still together. Oh. On the same side. Yeah. She sent him. Oh, okay. I must have missed that part. Because I did notice she still had yeah, a unicorn said- gundle with her. Because he wasn't a unicorn. Yeah, and the. the end. So he wasn't in the unicorn when he went to Obey. Yeah, nah. But he went. Um, in his custom silver bullet, he had the unicorn's uh, beam magnum. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was the gun he was using. Oh, that's why he had um the mobile suit had to keep changing its arms because it couldn't withstand the the strain of the beam magnum. Touche, makes sense. Yeah, so he's still with Menage's, Menage's my number three. Uh, Camille gets a special mention as well because Camille is pretty badass. Camille is badass. Um. It is not a girl's name. <laughs> <laughs> Do not tell the way he's got a girl's name. <laughs> my, my top three, my top three pilots is Armoro, uh, shoot. It's Armoro, Benaj is my number three, and my number two is Hero. So Armoro, Hero, Benaj. Let me re-say that whole thing. All right, we- Okay, so we're no okay, so we're doing all Gundam. All well, Gundam. Yeah, I guess. My number look, my top three pilots. Let me say this. My top three pilots. Armoro, Hero, Menage. And do I have a oh yeah. And Char is my number four. <laughs> and my number five is Miliardo. I'm good after that. Okay. I, I can get with that. Uh, one, two, three. Yeah, um, I did five. Do five. Do five. All right. So, man, because we didn't play this podcast. Not now. at all. <laughs> we usually like talk it out. This is, we're just got to wiggle it right now. So, top five pilots, not even thinking about it. Um, Setsuna FCA. Cool. Um, also, Stick with Benajer, OG Amaro Ray. Um, let's see here, Mikazuki August from Iron Blooded Orphans. Okay, I knew that was coming. And man, that was my homie. And uh, Kira Yamato, Gundam Seed. Hmm. I'm still. Have I finished Gundam? I haven't finished Gundam Seed. Like he just he's he's Jesus Kira, he's Kira Jesus Yamato. <laughs> Man, I hear Jesus. I... For anybody, for anybody who's seen the series, anybody who's familiar with it, they know why. I haven't I haven't finished that one yet. I've been I've been trying to finish oh. or refinish the OG Gundam series, and I haven't done that yet either. I keep getting sidetracked. If there is a Gundam series, I'm likely to rewatch 
on a year to year, it's gonna be seed. I figured that. You always talk about seed. That That's is your that is your stuff right there. Cause the very beginning of it is like very OG 0079 Gundam. And then it kind of veers off on its own path. Yeah. And it's got like shades of like wing and other series and it. it just kind of does its own thing after a while and I really do appreciate it and you know the freedom is cool who doesn't I, like the freedom I'm not a huge fan of it what's the other one what's the what? other one not freedom the, I justice. the justice the justice the justice is so basic it is but you know how it is look my one of my top gunners is the basic gundam what is it? Amro's Gundam, the, the OG Gundam, New Gundam, Wing, Epion, the Toggies. Like, those are like my five. If you give me a Gundam game and you give me a choice to collect five Gundams, those are the five I'm collecting. Toggies is dope. It is, man. I really like the Toggies. See, I. I- See, I'm gonna go five more, but that's easier for okay. me. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna go um, the Strike Freedom, okay. uh, Double O Quanta, mm. uh, Gundam Unicorn, mm. uh, uh, the Barbatos Lupus. And a fifth. Oh Lord! Now we're getting difficult territory. So much pressure for the last one. Oh, easy! I don't know. I'm tripping. Wing Zero Custom. Yes, Wing Zero Custom is beast, and I want to build one so bad. Like I had one as a kid. I have such a love affair for that suit. Those wings are just beautiful. They are. Like, I could just watch the animation of it just flying away. Like, when it first got activated in the movie, I could watch it on repeat. It's just such a... It's eye porn. It is, man. Endless walks. Just barrier-breaking to me. It's, I, Absolutely. Especially for us Westerners. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> Honestly, Wing was... There are only a few animes that I can say that really set the mood for how we consume animes growing up and that's like Dragon Ball, Sailor Moon Speed Racing, and Gundam Wing yeah don't forget Ronin Warriors and Transformers Transformers uh, if we want to talk about Transformers I say they probably impacted us more with toys than the show itself yeah this show wasn't really groundbreaking other than they had some really good technical looking transformations whoever whatever engineer they were consulted with <laughs> for that did an amazing job because man I'm gonna bring it back because you asked me because you asked uh, we talked about what I you were watching what anime you were watching this, I am a terrible host quote. today what anime sir <laughs> we just veer off that's what we do we always just sir, veer what? <laughs> what anime are you that's what we do <laughs> um anime I am currently consuming I am 
on the tail end of um, Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. Um, the other day, I started, I sampled like mm-hmm. a few shows, like anime and otherwise, and I've made a concerted effort to yeah. get those shows so I can finish them. Um, let's see here. One of them is a uh, No Game No a Life. Weird, but I love anime. Uh, uh, Blood Black K Battlefront and Beyond. I saw the first series. I absolutely loved it. And now is this is the sequel series. Hey, mm-hmm. this took like four or five years for it to come out, and it's hilarious. It's hijinks. It's it's just dope. Uh, Kuro Makuro mm-hmm. is another one. It's a mech anime. Um, I'm still trying to get a feel for it. It's still falling within my three episode rule, so we'll see. And um, I just the three episode rule is basically uh, you take three episodes, and within those three within those three episodes, you determine whether or not you like a series. You're gonna stick with it, or you're gonna drop it. Now, continue. What other animes? Uh, uh, let's see here. I just got God Eater. Okay. It looked cool, so I went ahead and got that. And oh man, I think that's oh, Little Witch Academia. Okay, okay, working my way through that. If there was an anime that and, like your life is on the line, sir, like right now, taking style. And the only way for you to get out, okay. you gotta recommend one really great anime. What anime are you recommending? Oh, that's easy. I'm going with my favorite. I'm mm, going with you. That's a strong one, though. That's a strong one. That's a good, strong size show. Great characters. Great ending. The best tournament arc in all anime. Can't, Fight can't. me. You have a show that's pretty good. Like just a great show. If I if I'm gonna go, but yeah, if that's I'm gonna eat. go to the anime to save my life, I'm going Dragon Ball Z. I don't I don't know one person. Ah, classic. I would I would like to go Dragon Ball, but that's a toss up. Most people don't like random slice of life plus yeah. tournament every now and then. <laughs> you know. I mean, it's more adventure <laughs> search, but still, I still think Dragon Ball is the superior series because that's the most But if Absolutely. I had to save my life and I just, you know, I'm like, yo, check the Cell Saga. Cell wanted all the smoke. Man, go hey, Cell Saga was everything, though. Magnifical. I, I miss that girl. Yes. And how they kind of weaved it in that it was not all Man, I was actually ready for Gohan to take the reins of the series. I really was. If there was a villain I would like to see more of, it is Janemba. It's probably one of my favorite villains in the Dragon Ball movie randomness <laughs> that there is, but I would like a canon 
Janemba episode art series, whatever, like Janemba and Super or something. I don't know. What about you? <laughs> I have a villain. A villain I would like to see more of. Okay, so conventional wisdom for me says Shar. Like, I would like to see more of Shar and his mm. exploits and stuff. But um, I actually think um, I'm thinking sensory. So, yeah. Wow. That sensory was deep, sensory was late, and we didn't get much of a sense of how deep layered and broken and hurt he was until yeah. the very end. Like, literally, like when he's on his way out, and then after he died, like there was so much there yeah, yeah, for sensory. Right, right. So, so, who has a better name? Shar Asnable, Miliardo Peacecraft. It is, kind of, it is kind of swanky though. Like, that, yeah, I was just saying, it just feels, it, it feels noble. Like, when the dude walk in the ballroom, the, the like, the, uh, yo, I'm about to kill. Quentin! Stop! Go to your room! Close the door! Yeah. 4117. What is it talking about? Anyway, I feel like when you hear the name Miliard of Peacecraft, it feels like that guy that walks in the room when you hear the ball and then he comes to the uh ball late and then the waiter guy, the butler, has to be like, ladies and gentlemen, Miliard of Peacecraft. Like it's just it's so noble. It's so noble. It's like the, the fucking Catalina <laughs> wine mixer of names. F- oh, I said that for it. <laughs> My bad. Let me run that back. It's like yes. the effing Catalina yes. wine mixer of names. I-, I love that name, man. And if I hadn't been thinking completely straight when I made my PSN, my name should have been Liliard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and then we... And then when you know he's got the name right? Peacecraft, but he's a warrior. He is like, what kind of life you been living, right? Is this Shar? No, it's not Shar. He looks like Shar. <laughs> nah, bro. I don't need a suit to be Yo, ready. I just want to say, <laughs> it has been so many characters there. I was like, that's Shar. Is every new Gundam series, if you are blind and you are seem like you're close to the timeline of UC, the first thing everybody's gonna say is, yo, that's Shar. It's never it's never Shar. <laughs> yep. It's never Shar. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean the closest they really came was full frontal. Uh, like old buddy uh after. From the IOC, I think it is Dick Pound. It's it's same same thing. Yeah. Full frontal, Dick Pound. 
Dang guy. And that is his real name, <laughs> bruh. How do you feel that? How do you feel that guy? If we were growing up, the buses would have been lit, dude, because all day, all day, man, they would have been eating him alive. <laughs> oh, you uh, played football? And, <laughs> and, and you was what? And you was on defense? And you weren't doing nothing? Right. <laughs> Big pound. Man. You know? Man. <laughs> or if you're a running back, pound the hole. Jeez, I don't know if we gonna be able to use any of that. <laughs> anyway, man, got that. Go on, dig pound. That was pretty. I'm sorry. The full front man. That don't sound like a pedophilia name at all. It does. It or sexual. Does. For real. Let's just be real. It does. You don't sound like you're about to flash somebody right now. He sound like you walking around with like a trench coat and nothing on underneath it. First of all, that means your parents' name was Frontal. And somebody made a conscious decision <laughs> to name you Fool. Is it Fulton? Because I hope. No, but even though, even that, still. Full frontal, get out of here. Get out. Of here. Full. The least scariest name, frontal. but he was still wrecking shot though. Man, and the fact that he didn't lose straight up. They did that whole little time jump thing, and then Char took his spirit with him. When he passed through, <laughs> Sean's like, all right, enough. <laughs> go on somewhere. Go on somewhere. Hiyaku Shiki is another one of my favorite uh, mobile suits. It just looked great. That's a good one. Akatsuki was a, yeah. Akatsuki was a straight ripoff. All right. Let's switch gears. Straight Let's talk playlist. What you got? What are you listening to? Anything new? Anything old? For me, the only thing I've been listening to a whole lot is Blinding Lights. No. <laughs> By uh, The Weeknd. What about you, man? Oh. Uh, I've been trying to dabble in some new stuff like that, that and the Mac Miller album that came out and the way. good I mean yeah. it's Mac so <laughs> I was never awesome. Mac fan nothing wrong with that at all yeah. man I, I discovered Mac at a time where Sorry I had lost two lost, grandparents bro. within a month of each other and it's all good and you know just going I was really just going through it and I was just like try to like grasp for straws at, at different things to try to keep myself from thinking about it and I was like okay well I know about this Mac Miller kid let me give him a listen and ever since then it was like but yeah Mac Miller's album Wayne's album but for whatever 
freaking reason I keep singing Judas from Fozzie. Chris Jericho's theme song. Yeah, I just yeah, can't I stop. I just blurt it out randomly. <laughs> you, but you know I what else is in my uh, playlist? <laughs> a whole lot of King, a whole lot of Kingdom Hearts songs. So what I got in my playlist is. Some songs from the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Dearly Beloved, Don't Think Twice, Simple and Clean. Those are the four. Uh, I got the original versions and I got the Matt and AJ versions over on Spotify. I got some Big Crit, Jay Z, some Neo, T Pain. And for the most part, that and, and some '80s songs because I like '80s music. But for the most part, that's where I'm at. You know, a song I've been digging back on lately. What's that? What's that? Over like the last like 24 hours, um, "Unravel" from Tokyo Ghoul. That's a good song. It is. And Jonathan Young did um, a dope cover for it. Ah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, check him out if you haven't. If you're listening out there, you know who, who Jonathan Young is. He's one of the best cover artists out there. Um, him, Caleb Hiles. I actually got to see them both live, and them boys can sing. Have you heard Matt and AJ? No. That's that song you need to check out, man, because they got the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Well, not the soundtrack, but they got Kingdom Hearts songs. They just most of the animes. I don't think they got Unravel, but I do. I know they got um, Soul Eater as one of the animes that they cover, and a few more, a few more. Some of the you know early two thousands, mid two thousands. I mean, some of the mid two thousands. Yeah, Soul Eater got some good music. Oh, you want to know another anime thing that I really dig still to this day? Deadman Wonderland. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Deadman Wonderland was good, man. The original song, I can't remember the artist. Uh, they're American artists, if I'm not mistaken. But the original song, uh, the original song that they re- that they did, and the one they redid for the anime, both of them are really good songs. I do them. <laughs> Okay, right, here's a question for you. Okay. Top five anime with theme songs. Top, well, yeah, best soundtracks, top five soundtracks. That was going to be tough for me. Uh, I'm going to go Tokyo Ghoul. Mm-hmm. These are not in any order. I'm just going to name five. <laughs> Tokyo Ghoul. Nope. My number one. I will say this is Dead Man Wonderland. Okay. It's always gonna be Dead Man Wonderland. Uh number three, Dragon Ball Z. Not Kai, but the original cut from the original American cut theme song from Dragon Ball. The Bruce Faulkner cut. Yeah, you know, for those that don't know, Dragon, Dragon. Dragon Ball Z. That one. 
Do I, do I want to say Yu-Gi-Oh? No. Yu-Gi-Oh. On my number four, I'm going to go Speed Racer. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Speed Racer. And then, no, I take that back. Number four, Sailor Moon. Ah. Then number five is Speed Racer. So, to recap, Dead Man Wonderland, Tokyo Ghoul, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, Speed Racer. Boom. Okay. Chance to rap a meme dance. Anyway, <laughs> what about you? <laughs> well, my number one is Guilty Crowd. Oh, I forgot about Guilty Crowd. I could never. Ego is so good. Um, yeah. Number one is Guilty Crown. Uh, number two is Code Geass. Mm. Number, number three, Gundam Unicorn. That was good. That was good. pretty good. Actually, yeah. No, Gundam Unicorn number two, Code Geass three. Because Hiroyuki, Hiroyuki Sawano doesn't miss. And those theme songs were just ah, so good. Um, number four, um, Gundam Double O. Okay, okay. And number five, Cowboy Bebop. Actually, I take it back. I take it back. Cowboy Bebop four, Drop Double O. Number five, Samurai Champloo. Bro, twice. Your last, <laughs> your last two though, for real. Man, that cowboy bebop used to hear that. Like, it hit different at two o'clock in the morning. That's all I'm saying. You, <laughs> <laughs> you go to see watching cowboy. I mean, watching cartoon that word. Then you just hear that cowboy bebop in the background. You waking up to watch it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I enjoy. Just everything about that cowboy bebop. Like talking about like Green Bird, Blue, Real Folk Blues, Take. Like everything about it was just so good. Man, I missed that show. I want to go back and watch it now. It was good. It hey, was. How do you feel about Fully Cooley? The first season or the all of it is entirety? I haven't finished all of it, but all of it in its entirety. Alright. Um, the first season was deep deeper than people give it credit for like people just thought it was just like a whole bunch of randomness that was ridiculous and funny and it was that but there was a nuance they were telling the story about maturity and growing up and coming of age and and being okay in your own skin and it just kind of just weaved in there through all the madness and I think that's the most beautiful thing about that series Um, and I feel like with the with the follow-up series, Progression and Alternative, they tried to weave that story in there again, but I think they just caught lightning in a bottle with that first season. Definitely. And it didn't it didn't translate that well. I will say visually, man, those are some of the great... It just looks really good. It's yeah. all complicated. I've never seen complicated art come together in such a simple way if that makes sense it's just right. the, 
It's a perfect storm. And it's just, and it's so meta. And it was meta ahead of its time. Yeah. Just uh, such a good series. That first season was just so good. And it's up until the other seasons were bad. They weren't bad, but the bar was just so set so high with that first one. And it's either, and if you ask most people, it's either you really love it or you don't really care for it or you don't understand it. It's one of those three things. Yeah, I felt like I was excited for the return of it, but really, we didn't need the other series. <laughs> we did. Um, let's talk uh, wrestling a little bit here. Okay. Before we end this pod, pod that I don't know where it's going. Uh, let's talk NXT WrestleMania, uh, WWE, AW, all that good stuff. Well, how are you feeling right now about the products? As a whole, well, and the with even with the current landscape with you know yeah. the no show, the, the the no crowd shows. Yeah, the Corona's affecting shows. How you feel about it? I feel like the shows are doing what they can, and they're doing an admirable job, all things considered. Especially, I feel like AEW took what WWE was doing and they made it better and then last night WWE took more steps forward with that and you notice a difference but they're doing better to try to cover up what they can there's no substitute for crowd I think we all know that there's no substitute for crowd noise there's no substitute for um, lack of interaction or pops or anything you can't can't sub those but in terms of quality camera angles and being creative with your staff you can do different things and they're doing that and I appreciate that as a viewer that they're at least trying to entertain they're trying to keep things going and they're trying to maintain a level of normalcy without Sacrificing people. I know that's not all up to. That's not all on Vince, but still, I saw fans rumbling like, "Why won't they postpone WrestleMania?" I'm like, "Yo, listen. First of all, these storylines are not going to last that long. You are not no. going to wait till summer, end of summer, to finish these storylines out. Then you're going to run the risk of running right into SummerSlam." with no build up or anything which basically we already got these long storylines as is they're going to continue all the way up to whenever that Wrestlemania show that y'all presumably thought was going to happen in the summer and it's going to run right in the SummerSlam which was still prolong these same shows so then your Wrestlemania card looking forward to SummerSlam which is a month or a couple of weeks later like no no it's not a video game, people. You don't get the fantasy book that like that. Exactly. Uh, the show must go on. And that's the way that rest of WWE has been. That's the way it was continued to be. I mean, they ran, they were the first show that ran live um, gathering that ran after 9 11. Um, after Owen Hart died, they ran after Chris Ben. Well, during the, the night Owen Hart died, they 
they ran still. And the night after Chris Benoit, they continue to run. So they don't they don't stop. And I wouldn't expect them to. No, I didn't. I definitely didn't. It was just a matter of and, how is, how are they gonna pull it off. Exactly. And and forgive my language on your show. In terms of how they're gonna handle it, it was pretty much damned if they do, damned if they don't. True. Because people were gonna say something regardless. So I think Vince <laughs> understands that one dynamic more so than we think he does. Absolutely. And you might as well just do what you can. It's not always about money. Uh, I think this is more so about, and I, I do believe that he genuinely believes that he's doing something good for America. You know what I'm saying? Giving them the, that light that went out everywhere else, at least for momentarily. Giving us that momentary that momentary moment of disbelief. Well, belief in something that's going on and giving us a chance to disconnect from the outside craziness right now. So I honestly think he does he feels like he does that. I'm just glad that we're getting what we're getting at the time that we are because we're not we're getting movies canceled, conventions being pushed back, um, Olympics not till next year. There's just a whole lot of things that that normally would be constant. Life as a whole isn't constant right now. It's different. It's slowed down. It's subdued. It's it's quiet. And now we have this at the very least. And I'm I'm grateful to have it. Right. I agree with you on that. I think it's gonna be a good two night show. I think so too. And even though I'm I'm gonna miss the crowd because to to me the crowd is makes up half of it. Yeah. Really our character. It's showing. I would never yeah. take for granted a large crowd at a WWE show ever again. Unless they're trash and then I'm gonna tell them what. Exactly. And I'm gonna say now AEW is AEW did something fun with theirs. Oh, what was that? They had they had um, a, a small number of heels on one side and a small number of faces on the other side of the barricade. Oh, yeah. I saw Ryan Satin. I think that's his name. He was uh, kind of complaining yeah. about that. And I was like, yo, these people know the risk. It's not like they're affecting a large amount of people. If they get sick, they're probably just going to go home because they're wrestlers and that's what wrestlers do. They get sick and they, or they get hurt all the time and they go home. And then plus, plus on top of all of that, they are hired by Tony Khan. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. They are good. They probably got great health insurance. He probably got a great contingency plan if anybody gets sick. So I'm like, mind your business. You hired by WWE. Stay over there in that line. <laughs> no, no disrespect or anything. I'm just saying, like sometimes you got to stop being outraged or trying to find the outrage moment and just live a little bit in this case just enjoy yeah in this case they'll be fine it's not like they're civilians that don't have the money to make things happen exactly see how fast uh, the NBA players was getting tested 
Oh yeah. You see how fast Tom Hanks now got their stuff together? Money, money talks, man. Donate a little bit to somebody. <laughs> you good. You good. They need that cash right now. Shoot, I need some of that cash right now. Right. I'm I'm tired of giving cash out my cash app information on Twitter trying to get a little extra. Let me hold some cash app. Hey. <laughs> do those actually work? I don't know. Uh people say it do. I seen people post. But I don't know them people. They might be industry. I don't know who people is. Well, I only talk directly to the official Cash App app. So, so Cash App, you know, I use you. Let me get a little bit. Let me get some of that free, free money. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, man, Space Gang. I hope that you're having a pretty decent spring break. If it's spring break for you, I hope you're staying safe and out of the streets. We need to be careful. We need to be vigilant. We need to take care of ourselves so we can take care of everyone else. JB, you got anything to add? Uh, not much more than what you said. Take care of yourselves and each other. Do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Trust the process. And um, sub to me on YouTube and follow me on Facebook and Twitter. Instagram. Wash your damn hands too. Wash your damn hands. Don't Please your, wash your hands. Don't touch your faces in public. Just wash your hands. Instead, instead, social distancing. Social distancing. Six feet. Six feet. Wipe down your surfaces. All right. Be careful what you Regularly. touch. Don't be touching no surfaces if you ain't got to touch them. Also, take. Not Take showers regularly. Yeah. All that. Don't sleep and put your shoes on your bed and tables and bags on your bed. Don't do that. Leave them on the floor. Uh, exactly. The stuff you already know how to do. Yeah, just actually do it now. Which is gross. But yeah. Yeah, it is. But anyway. So, let's talk about what's coming up over the next few weeks on the show so be on the lookout uh we got dj sorry we got ace mcfly uh since he did win the hip-hop pop-up we he he kind of gets an episode that he gets to control so that's happening at some point in the next few weeks also, uh, next month in April, the Spade Game Roundtable reconvenes. We got a very special treat, a very fun good friend to the show. Only one Rhonda is coming through. So, that's my homie, girl Rhonda. Right, that's big homie Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout for some really interesting shows because we gonna we got we're gonna get into some deep stuff coming up in these next few weeks. Some deep stuff, some fun stuff with the round table, some social issues because I like talking about them because I like to talk. But we got some shows coming through, and I hope you guys come through for them. 
follow your boy at the BK Space on Twitter and at the BK Space Show. Uh, the BK Space on Instagram and the BK Space Podcast on Facebook. And that is S P A D E Z. That is space with a Z, no S. If you hit one with an S, that is not me. I don't know who that guy or girl is. But thank you guys for listening to this very well put together show with me and the brother JB. Make sure you go follow him, JB versus the world. That's versus written completely out the world on all of his socials and his YouTube channel. Thank you guys for listening. It's a- it, last words, last actual last words, sir. <laughs> I was gonna say, except for my uh, my Twitter, my Twitter handle is JBV the world. Everything else is JB versus the world. My bad, I was wrong. I'm sorry. I take it back. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. I need to fix that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you do. But uh, thank you guys for listening. We are out of here. Be cool.